week of chop and change in SA politics, some getting the chop and maybe even changing. To help us make some headway through the woods, we've got our political ranger, our Chuck Norris of Politrix. Please welcome back, Butsang Mudimuame Mwilwa. Butsang, welcome back, dog. Thank you very much, uh, Fresh, and, and good morning to the viewers. Wow, Chuck Norris. Uh, uh, yes, that's Steven Seagal. You're the king of the Mai Geri and the Mawasha Geri. <laughs> and people don't know that you're a black belt. Well, they will know soon. <laughs> <laughs> Quickly, let's talk about you in martial arts. You're a martial artist. Yeah, well, it's a long story. We'll talk about it when we do my second episode. But yeah, I grew up in a karate class. First yes. black belt in Shotokan. And uh, I was mentored by Sensei Fusma Fuso. Sure. Now then, so, so with your tight pants, can you still do a round house kick? Not try me. I'll show you face. <laughs> <laughs> so it is Youth Month. It is Youth Week. We're commemorating uh, the youth of uh, June 16, 1976. And majority of youth will tell you that for them, there's nothing to celebrate because the revolution right now is we need jobs. We need employment. And um, the irony is President Ramaphosa is at the ILO right now. Let's talk about... Well, that whole picture. you know, sad state of affairs, yeah. uh, Fresh. When you look at what the youth of 76 were fighting for, self-determination of black children, uh, not only in education, for us to be able to liberate the country and, and create a better, you know, uh, uh, country for the future generation. It is, it is now from 1976 to now, you know, almost 40 years running into that whole process where uh, actually, it's more than uh, uh, 40 years. Mm -hmm. It's almost 50 years. It's going to 50 years. And the youth are highly unemployed in the country. The highest volume of unemployment in South Africa is youth who are qualified. And, and as you said, ironically, mm -hmm. we are sitting in a situation whereby the head of state on, 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 on Thursday, he was addressing the International you know, Labor Organization mm -hmm. and, and talking very good things about you know employment in the developing country and so forth, while his own country is faced with a bleak future for the youth. And it's a sad state of affairs. Uh, uh, the GDP growth could be minimal, but you look at unemployment, it's rising every mm. year in the country. And we need to address this, especially by stimulating employment of youth in South Africa. How do we do that, though, at a well, practical level? Look, the, the ANC has, has you know, tabled a quite a number of papers on stimulation, but in every economy, the biggest stimulant of employment, it's government employment. Mm -hmm. And not to say the government must employ people, the government stimulates the economy uh, in production, manufacturing, you know, small businesses in order to give people opportunity. But with corruption and with the cost of living in South Africa, the growing population without the growing economy, it's contrast. It has been very difficult to do that. We've got good policies that are not being implemented. And we can start by investing in small businesses. We can start by stimulating the economy through small businesses instead of focusing on the big industrialists. Recently, the presidency boasted with the target uh, for uh, foreign direct investment was exceeded, you know, trillions. We took off 2.3 trillions, but we don't see the benefit and where those trillions are going into. Mm. And that's where, the, the, you know, the problem is. We have neglected the tourism sector as well as the agricultural sector in the country. That could have, you know, we focused on manufacturing, mm. but most South Africans consume 
uh, finished products that are imported. Sure. So manufacturing a lot of mining is underpaying and normally it's not youth that are employed in the mines, even those with qualifications. So I think it's a challenge we are faced with. And, you know, you speak of how the agricultural sector could be one of the gateways in terms of creating employment for youth. And I'm not for a minute saying let's go back to a group areas act. But surely there's also merit in incentivizing people not to leave their villages to come to the city by incentivizing them to stay in your village and create an economy there. Incentivizing people to say, we'll give you the seeds and we will maybe um, hire local tractor owners that if you've got a piece of land, we will make sure that land can be farmed so you can be a subsistence farmer and with the extra, you can maybe make a bit of money. But instead, everyone is coming to the city. Everyone is coming to the city. Uh, urbanization is yeah. out of fashion. Sure. It, it has proven, this country is one of the countries that has proved that urbanization and people, you know, urban migration, people moving into the cities mm -hmm. does not grow the economy. We are a typical example of that. And when I spoke earlier on, on, on you know, stimulating the economy, we are making a classical example to say we can focus on agriculture, mm. whereby the community in a rural area or non-urban areas can stimulate the economy. They can feed themselves if given a fair yes, opportunity. Absolutely. The land question will always come into effect to say mm. we don't have the land to do that. But even in providing people land, if you provide them land without capital, you mentioned the issue of the tractor, the seeds and so forth. Mm. That's where the government can come in forward sustainable farming, you know, small business farming, but also don't give people seeds and land and assist them with tractors. I've seen it happening in Bumalanga. Mm. And you leave them there. Sure. The government must be the consumer yes. of whatever those communities will produce. For example, let me make a typical example. Babatin prison in Bumalanga is one of the biggest prisons we have in the country. Mm. Imagine if the four communities around the Babatin prison where farming and producing food that the state will purchase from those farmers in order to feed the prisoners exactly. instead of buying from you know big supermarkets mm -hmm. we, we can say the same in with the box back prison create a value chain create a value where chain everyone benefits and product of the people you have aided to can arrive or smmes you mm -hmm. can arrive at the final product let the state be the consumer. And I'm not talking about the, the, the state, you know, giving friends tenders and so forth. Mm -hmm. The state has meetings. They eat in these meetings. They host people. People are eating. Mm -hmm. Why are we still buying from the chain shops yeah. when, when the, you know, the youth can be said to be going to produce food that is going to be consumed by the government officials as well as prisoners, hospitals, and so forth? Why, why doesn't the state fund youth? You can feed people in hospitals, forget prisoners. Well, we know that prisoners have rights now. Mm. They have they must eat three fruits or vegetables per day. Why those fruits yeah, it's nice and vegetables do not come? It is very nice to be in prison uh, uh, for <laughs> nutritional purposes. You can, you, even run, you, can, you can even run a company from there. Yeah, well, we know in this country everything is possible <laughs> being a prisoner. Now, um, sadly... Um, Former Minister uh, Tina Jumat-Peterson was laid to rest in the Northern Cape. Yes. Um, tragic, uh, tragic death. So I was listening to suspended public protector Busisium Kwebane on Talk Radio 702. And she was talking about had this issue of hers been dealt with and expedited fast, um, you know, um, Jumat-Peterson would possibly still be alive right now. Look, I and, and possibly, uh, you know, hinting at the fact that either she was taken out because of this leak or she took her own life because of this leak. It could 
be either of the two. Uh, no. uh, uh, you know, when when Miss Peterson may her soul rest in peace, yeah. you know, and uh, uh, you know, story came out. There were rumors that she took her own life, and nobody has come to confirm that. And and either way, I tend to incline myself more to the comments of Ms. Nkwebani. If she didn't die of natural causes, mm. then I agree with Ms. That is Nkwebani. It's linked to this mess. It's linked to this. It could have been stress. It could have been she's taken out. It was too soon after the allegations came out. It could have taken a lot of stress and pressure on her mm. because it was her whose voice notes, whose cell phone and all that were in the forefront. It's an unfortunate situation that we lose some of the credible and leaders of this country mm -hmm. under those circumstances. But the McQuarrie case, not only for Miss Peterson, we have lost millions as a country. Mm -hmm. You know, people are now worried. They, 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 we are worried if the public protector's office is doing what it's supposed to be doing, or they're spending our millions trying to chase her out and she's trying to, to protect herself. And again, we should ask ourselves, what is in for the state mm. to can chase Mkwebani when she's left it four months in office. In fact, she was saying, let me go to work to finish, just to hand over. I don't even have to take on any new she cases. Take it, she can, it's too late. Let me go to work and just hand over to the next person. Can I do that, please? Instead of you guys wasting money chasing after me. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I, I think she is right for the best interest of the state. People are talking about justice. Mm. It's more than a year. We haven't seen justice. Remember, this person is not like he's in a criminal case or a sure. civil case in court. Yeah, it's not about Where you're going to jail or you're not going, going to, jail. to jail. or not going yeah. to jail. No, no, no. It's about her being humiliated. Are you fired or are you finishing your... Are you your... fired or are you finishing your term? Actually, yeah. I also doubt if fired... Fired is like recalled because you didn't perform your duties properly or within your unfit to hold office. I think it's a wastage of state resources. It is pride that is now leading them to say, and egos, you know, let's finish this case. Let's mm -hmm. finish it. But... The only thing that could happen if she's found not to be fit to hold office is that she will lose her pensions ah, or yes. part of that. That's yes, the only yes. thing. Her benefits. Her benefits yeah. because then you can't continue to benefit when sure. you are found to be wanting. That's the only thing that could happen here. But she will most probably finish her term and receive a four-month salary and lose her pension if she loses, gain a, a pension if she... But we have lost millions as a nation. Mm. And and I, I think people should stop using emotions when they apply their minds in this instance. It's not like other cases where we find people are appointed without qualifications or they're wrongly appointed. Mm. Therefore, they must pay back their money or they must be dismissed. This is not the case. The case here is that the Democratic Alliance stood up and said, we don't think that public protector is fit mm. to control because she's losing many cases, uh, degrees of judgment. But again, the labor law talks of corrective measures. You hired that person as parliament. When she was failing to apply her mind properly, what corrective measures did the presidency and parliament apply to aid her to can perform better? The labor law makes provision for that. We can't say because it is a high-profile purpose, then the magic must happen. We have CEOs, we have DGs, we have ministers in this country who are failing dismally in performing their duties. And they are they're not being chased out. They're giving chance after chance. Some minister moves from one portfolio to another. Some MC they, fell, they fell through the they, political career. Exactly. <laughs> now, why would you want to punish? You can see this whole thing was political, mm. and now it has even casualties in inverted commas, you know, and it's a sad state of affairs. Um, against what she was advised by uh, Scopa, she went ahead and uh, played some of these voice notes. 
Well, can I, we can I, we talk about that? I, I can't remember earlier. I was gonna forget that. I don't remember whether it was Copa or it was it was the National Assembly speaker. But nonetheless, either way, it's Parliament. Yeah, she was advised not to. Uh, why but not? she did. She's a public protector. Mm. This is a, a, a hearing that is held in an open public platform. And that public protector belongs to us mm. as citizens. Does not belong to that parliament. The parliament appointed the public protector for us. Now, they have been undressing her in public. What's wrong in her standing up in public and saying, I'm not going to hide anything. The police will do their part. And I will say what I'm allowed to do without mm. interfering with the police work. And I, I, I actually think she did the right thing. She owed us. Remember the, the public protector and the husband, they kept us. In, know, in fact, initially they said they're screenshots. And yes. then people said, yeah, but the screenshot is a screenshot. And they said, but we also have uh, uh, voice notes. Yes. Now the audio came. Now people are saying, uh, but yeah, we don't know the source of the audio. You know, this thing is actually very simple. Uh, the meeting uh, supposedly happened at the airport, mm. at an ocean basket. Airports have cameras right up your bum. Absolutely. So if the meeting happened on Tuesday at 2 p.m., go to footage on the server Tuesday 2 p.m., and you'll see the two sitting together. Surely it's as simple as that. I or, or, or tell I, you. Am I oversimplifying No, it? you're oversimplifying it. I can tell. They can go and get that info. Yeah. Head detractors and the public, they will come and say, yeah, but those were comrades meeting. So what? We were in the same place coincidentally. And then you zoom in and you read the lips. And then we get a, a, a lip reader. You, and then they'll say, yeah, but that lip reader is compromised. Exactly. So by the time we get to the end of this, Ms. Nkwebani would have finished a seven-year term. Sure. And, and again, did the meeting take place or not? That should be yes. And look, I think so far she has provided very good material evidence that needs to be tested. And, but... But sadly, the other voice has passed away. And the other names that have been mentioned, there's no proof that they were involved. So how is that a trump card? When all it is is two people having a chat, uh, two other names were dropped in, but there's no evidence that the two other names are involved in this. We don't know yet. We don't know so far as the public. And I yeah. can tell you in confidence yeah. that other voice recordings that Ms. Mkwebani did not release will have voice notes or voices of the two other people or one of the two people. And that's why she couldn't think, because they are not yet charged. Oh, it's yes. not yet. And it is evidence that the police must test. And she held it back strategically. So, so hold up. So you're saying, wait, there's more. That, look, she did say that there's more coming. I'm just giving you a little of what I have. Yeah. And the little we get is already giving us a direction of where is it going. But she's very smart. She's not going to compromise a case that is, you know, under prejudice. Mm. that she releases info. And once that info is in the public place, it will, it will not be used by the police, you know, to question. Mm -hmm. and, and I heard legal experts were saying, oh, by the way, those people did not know they were being recorded. Sure. And therefore, that information is not admissible in court. In court we yes. are not in court. We are not talking about criminal mm -hmm. charges. The police and the Hawks will handle that. But what is important for the nation is we are now clear that such discussions, engagements, and happenings are happening. That's what is important. Therefore, the process is tainted. The process is changed, and yeah. that's what she has been saying. The police will decide whether the, the, the material evidence presented in front of them can be used in court or not with the NPA. They will decide, yeah. and that's not in the national interest. Mm. What is of national interest every moment? It's the National Assembly, that committee, and the alleged involved people. 
can say that. That's my voice. I don't want anything worse than this. I will step down now. I will not wait for this thing to get dated. And there's, in, my face. And there's enough of a lead now for there to be a thorough investigation. There's enough of a lead. It's more than enough. Yeah. It's, it's more than enough. And people are saying uh, people cannot, should not step down through allegations. Let me tell you what happened in South Africa. Sure. A current chief justice, mm. when he was the deputy chief justice, he chaired the Zondo Zombo Commission that costed us uh, over a billion rands. Mm -hmm. Okay? In one of the findings of the Zondo Commission, it was the 600 million allegation mm -hmm. that uh, former minister ABC Jonas yes. had said one of the Gupta brothers he was offered, that, uh, yes. offered 600 million. Yeah. The chief justice of this country came to a conclusion that that allegation, there must be prosecution. Actually, he, the, the, if you read the Zondo Commission, the chief justice or the chairperson of the Zondo Commission said that Gupta brother must be charged for trying to bribe Mr. Jonas. And it's based on what? On what Jonas said. Mm. On hearsay. Else, on, on hearsay. hearsay. Mm. Nothing. There was no material evidence. The other evidence that was there is that Jonas was, at the, according to his cell phone record, was in the Gupta's house at that time. At the section of there, 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 there was no, There was no... And the chief justice of the country said that is holding water and, and they must be prosecuted. We are not here to defend the Gupta brothers. Mm. We don't care where they are. But we are saying a precedent has been set. Mm. We spent billion. Now we have just spent, you know, a couple of hundreds of millions for Wusuem Kobani to be charged. And when this material evidence, we want to say it's hearsay. That's no longer hearsay. Sure. We said it last week. There is a material witness, mm. which is in this case, Miss or Advocate Mukobani's husband. There, he's a material, he's not hearsay. He was there. Mm. You understand? So you can't say it's, 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 it's a hearsay. He was there. Sure. The other party, sadly, is no longer alive, mm. but that's where the recorded information, the illegally recorded information, uh, 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 would have been we have sustained, you know, and, and those are some of the things we should look into uh, uh, when we deal with these cases and decide whether the, the public is being owed that or not. Sure. Let's talk about qualifications and misrepresentation of qualifications. I thought it was a criminal offense to lie about your qualifications. It is. Why are our people not learning, though? Why do people continue to misrepresent their qualifications, continue to lie, continue to buy qualifications? I mean, there's the Fort Hare qualification scandal currently. Uh, JRA CEO has failed to prove that he has any engineering qualifications. There's UP as well that has come up. The Johannesburg mayor, contrary to the party of Al Jama, I mean, the leader of Al Jama saying that he's got a diploma, a business diploma, he says no, he's got a junior certificate qualification that allows him to get into a TVET college, but he dropped out in grade 10. But who are the people who are lying? Just look at who are the people who are lying. Yeah. The world's greatest lies. It's politicians or political appointees. Mm. A normal person who has metric will say, I've got metric, but I can perform this job. Sure. And it is because, number one, they are politically appointed. Number two, they think their political connections will protect them. It will protect them to a certain stage. There's mm. quite a number. The Minister of Public Service and Administration came up and said recently mm. and said majority of senior people in government entities yeah. and government departments do not have qualifications for those jobs. And let me tell you how does it happen. It happens because there's no process of vetting 
of people. And vetting is not only checking the security clearance of a person. It's one of the processes that an organization or government is supposed to embark on. People must go through normal HR processes. Now, Lutuni House or EFF House or DA House, they deploy their people, they send mm. them in. Mm. And because they send them in during the time of political you know, debates and squabbles and placement, then they don't check these people's qualifications. Mm. So the normal HR processes of saying to a person, bring your originals or certified copies, mm -hmm. test those qualifications against the institutions they claim to have graduated from. It is not happening in this country. And that's why we see that state entities and municipalities, they fail, they collapse. And we wonder what is going on when we've got fake engineers, fake CEOs, fake accountants sitting in those credible positions. And it is because we are not doing due diligence, mm. we are not doing due, following due process to can appoint this, but also, there are also unethical people. Mm. You know, to lie about your qualifications and what you have uh, to get a job, you are unethical. And, and how do we expect an unethical person to can run and lead an organization when you don't have morals, you don't have ethics, you know, your level of fiber, your fiber of morals is very low in that instance. Mm. And, and you must see what they do. These ones who lied about their qualifications, when they get into those positions, they start paging people with qualifications. Mm. They start fighting and differing with people who are qualified to do their jobs. Why? It's because they can't cope. Yeah, with qualified people, or, 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 or you're gonna chase out, you're gonna you're gonna get rid of or construct constructively fire people you know are gonna see through your BS exactly because they are qualified exactly yeah. exactly. If if I'm, I'm I've got metric only and I'm appointed by my political party to be a CEO of an organization, and then I found that. Actually, the, the chartered accountant or the CFO of the organization is a chartered accountant. Mm. And this person will keep on telling me, we can't do this this way, we can't do this way. Actually, they will see through me that something is wrong with this mm. thing. And what do people do? They start digging, they start searching. Where, who is this person? Where does this person come from? But the public service is faced with a challenge. And the sooner the Minister of Public Service and Administration, and the Hawks, and everybody else mm. who's invited, and the institutions must come into for. If somebody is appointed in a higher position and says, I'm a graduate from University of Vetsland. Vets must be able to say, as an institution of credibility, sure. must be able to say the CEO of this state entity did not, or yes, he did graduate, also to, 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 to be proud of their graduates. Mm -hmm. You understand? Mm -hmm. This institution must come out. And to call out those that lie in the name of the institution. Exactly, yeah. exactly, to can expose them. But that is not happening. Everybody's captured in this country. The, the judiciary, uh, and the heads of public institutions, the heads of universities, it's a total chaos. The premier, at the moment, this week that we just came out of, the premier of the Eastern Cape, mm. who challenged the president in court, the SIU has come out now and say, Actually, it is not only his master's that is, that is in question. He registered for a master's degree as well as a doctorate at the same time. Hey, but, uh, at the same time. This he, is, he, he's a very intelligent man. What's the problem? Well, the, 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 does the system allow you to do that? And by the way, he doesn't have a junior degree. Hey, but, which is uh, acceptable. Prior learning yes, yes, can yes, be yes, acceptable. Yes, yes. You can be credited to your work experience also counts for something. Yes, it is an acceptable practice. We yes. should not put a blind eye on it. But I want to register for my master's and doctorate at the same time, in one you know academic year. Has it not stopped you? And, and and also they don't even have 
you know, the face and the moral, you still go to court and you want to defend mm. your own doing instead of accepting your wrong and you move on. Isn't half the problem the fact that often a lot of these things happen, but there's zero consequences? And, and because there's zero consequences, nobody learns. Because there's no lesson, there's no deterrence at all. Exactly. That's Isn't that the exactly, problem? That is exactly the problem. Nobody gets jailed. Uh, uh, nobody loses their income. They illegally end. Mm. Because if I say I've got a master's degree and I become a CEO and they find that I have metric, all the monies mm. and the decisions I made while I was the CEO, there must be repercussions. You sure. understand? And it, this has been happening for long. We know with 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 uh, uh, Dr. Alan Dusak, mm. we know with Dr. Paolo Jordan, we know it has happened a lot in this country uh, where people with fake qualifications, as recent as the passing week, at the beginning of this week, the Department of Health came out and said that there are thousands mm. of foreign national doctors who are operating. One of them, I was so scared, is operating in a hospital in Limpopo as a dentist. Mm. Now imagine uh, a standard two dentists dealing with your teeth and so forth. And it's happening in front of our politicians and yeah, where they're systems. I don't need a, a piece of paper to remove teeth. I just need the pliers... And then, and then maybe some sanitizer. Like, where? where must I go to school? Yeah, and, and that's the country we are. That's why our graduates are unemployed. Yeah, and that's why they are being closed out. It is because those with with without qualification are at the helm of state institutions. Now, sure. our youth with qualifications. You know, I was very proud. I used to tell people that three or four of my my team members at work who were my juniors, they were more qualified than me. I may have experienced more than them, but these youngsters, they study, they do their mm -hmm. honors, and their masters and all that. Now imagine if I was a horrible leader and I would have suppressed those people because I'm lazy to study sure. or I don't have brains to can study. And, and that's the challenge. It, is, it, it must come out of us. You know, corruption, it starts in your heart before it goes to public. Mm. It must come out of our hearts that political office bearers, some are fortunate, they get politically appointed. They don't apply. They don't go through what normal citizens go through. Once you're in an opportunity like that, you've been in government, you've got bazaaries, you've got opportunities, you don't have you know, enough time to can study. Why don't they study? Why don't they improve? Most of my qualifications, for example, I've been in government for over 25 years. Most of my qualifications, I got them when I was in the public. On the place. job, yes. You understand? Mm -hmm. I, I realized that, no, 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 these youngsters, I will not cope. But not only to compete with your subordinates. Mm -hmm. To be able to acclimatize with the changing circumstances. You should also want to improve yourself. As a human being at a very basic level, you must want to be a better human being today than you were a year ago. But Fresh, if, if you get everything, people call it the spoon-fed way. If you yeah. get everything in your life the wrong way, mm. you get so much used to benefiting out of the wrong. It's the way you of life. You start thinking, being a liar, being a thug, being corrupt, mm. it's normal. We, we, so we have become a nation that normalizes the abnormality mm -hmm. in the society. Mm -hmm. You know, it's okay to can bribe somebody to get attention. Cold drinking, yeah. Cold drinking, yeah. Now we don't compete anymore. And that's the situation we're sitting with. Mm -hmm. You know, like I said, I've been an example of people who were moved from CEO of this entity. He becomes a CFO there. He becomes a DG. Mm -hmm. He becomes an MEC and all that. And they fail everywhere. One of, one of my sources told me in international relations this week that our former minister of... Uh, arts and culture, hmm. not in theater. I may be breaking the news, but I don't care. He has been appointed or nominated now hmm. to go and be our ambassador in, in, in France. 
Okay. Oh wow. I'm I'm not taking anything away from Natim Teto, but I know that Natim Teto failed dismally as the Minister of uh, uh, Arts and Culture. Mm. Now, what is France? France is actually the European capital of arts and culture. Yes. You take somebody that failed in arts and culture portfolio is going to be an ambassador to France as the minister of this country, representing us where he's supposed to go and sell. How does that work in this country? But you know why ministers don't fail? Mm. There's no failure. That's why they can move them around and change positions because we don't see where they fail. They're not held to a standard. They're not held to a standard. Mm. And, and there is no accountability in this country. I see politicians go to parliament. Sorry for taking this law. They, they, they go to parliament. They face scopa. Mm. or any other portfolio committee. Then they explain their mess. And this is what we should teach politicians. Explaining your failures, your mess, your maladministration, it's not accountability. Mm. They go there and they say... Accountability is saying, I failed, I'm going to resign. That's oh, accountability. Exactly. Mm. Or, or I'll pay back the money or yes. anything. But going to parliament and explaining why you drained the resources of an organization, why you unfairly dismissed people, why you exploited the resources of an organization, it is not accountability. Uh, saying I'm sorry is not accountability. No, it's not accountability. Or, or, or the, the auditor general comes yeah. and says, Majority of municipalities in this country are failing. They're dysfunctional. They're dysfunctional. And the government says these municipal managers and CFOs mm. and mayors, they will go back and they will improve. By the time they improve, they are out of that office. Mm. Understand? So to go... And say, suffer the people. And I, suffer the people. Exactly. Yeah. Look at Jobek. Look at Swani. Everywhere it's chaos. It is because of maladministration and corruption and mm. failure. The lack of accountability in the country. Sure. I don't know when are we going to see a CEO or an MEC, or an MP coming out of Scopa and the, the hawks are standing outside. And they must cover that person, put him to jail to say, you claim to be a CEO or, mm. or CFO, you have failed, you have squandered money, you stole money, let's go and face prosecution. You understand? Mm. Or you earn this money, you didn't deliver. Pay back their money. These people must pay back these big salaries they are getting sure. if they are found to be wanted. That's the direction we should be following. One of the big stories this week, Wotsang, uh, uh, former Premier Liga, uh, former ANC Secretary General, that, without consulting anyone else, decided he's going to suspend President Ramaphosa uh, from the ANC. He was told you must apologize. He didn't apologize. Then he was told you must give us reasons why you must not be expelled from the ANC. He still hasn't done that. Has Mahashule run out of aces to play? Is this end of the road for him? Uh, you know, I had forgotten the term uh, Premier League. Yeah. <laughs> and, and when I look at it, almost all the so-called former Premier League members, yes. uh, if there was a Premier League, yeah. you know, uh, uh, are, are out of the system at the moment. I don't know who's still left. But I, I think, I don't think Ace Mahashule has run out of aces. Mm. I think he is old and he has been in politics for too long. That's number one. So mm. age is against him. Sure. Uh, but I also think he had given up. I, 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 I've sat down. I didn't expect him to respond. Mm. When people said... Okay, so is he right on brand? He is. He is. Look, fresh. If, if you're being taken to a slaughterhouse mm. and you know what happens in the slaughterhouse, why are you still rattling and fighting and pulling mm. strings? I think uh, uh, Ace Mahashule knew that his days are numbered. He knew that the current ANC DC is going to expel him, even if he would have responded. Remember mm. what had happened. When he was charged, he was asked to make representations. Mm. So normally, the things that you put in, in a dispute as your representations, you will use 
use them as your factors at the end sure. of the case sure. to say, I'm going, guys, I've already said that was not my intention. And therefore, uh, 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 I, 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 I may not say I'm, I'm sorry. Mm. You know, you don't say sorry in politicians. You will look like an underdog and a puppet. But I think him neglecting and refusing to respond, he knew the writing was on the wall. He was going to be expelled. But I think he, he's got a new political home. I think uh, Mr. Mahashule is going to announce, he has issued a statement to say he will he will respond and talk to the public next week, mm. the week we will be getting into. I think... What he, can we expect from him? I think he's going to announce his uh, new political home. I've said before, the ANC has been broken down into pieces. It's mm. been, you mm. know, chowed down a wild dog approach. You know, when the wild dog approaches an, a, an, a buffalo, an element, they eat it piece by piece as it is running. So all these mushrooming political parties are weakening the ANC. They is Remto that is being led by Kalni House, and uh, Ace hasn't associated himself with them. He has been quiet. He has never said anything. He has but, never but said. But they're very RE teams. Yeah, they they come from the same group of yes. you know radical economic forces within the ANC. It will not surprise me that Ace Mahajula will come as a Rem, as the Remto leader, or mm. he will announce a new political formation that will actually rattle the ANC in the free state. He still has a big support in the free state, and it may cause harm. But remember also, the issue of race mm. and background, uh, uh, it, it, it holds water. Ace, Ace Mahajula at the moment has no wrongdoing that has been judged against in the past, and he was found guilty. At the moment, there's allegations. Uh, he will be better positions to can be the leader of Remto. I'm not taking anything from Kalni House, but if you want to go and win uh, black support, and I don't see Kalni House as a white person mm. in a sense of racist white person. He's a comrade. Yeah, he's a comrade. I think Ace will be better positioned mm. to can lead that organization. But Than to start a new one. Than to start a new one. Mm. But look, these people have money. To start a political party, you need a lot of money. Mm. They have grassroots support. And the little you make in the votes you get makes the difference. Ace was very popular in the free state when he was pop popular in the free state. Very powerful also. Yeah. But nationally, did he... Was there any movement? No, no, no. I, I think it was during the time of the... Do you remember he got into uh, into the, the Secretary General position by the whisk, you know, yes, uh, yes. at that time. That's very... Only just made it. Yes, he yes. just made it. Yeah. In the Free State, no doubt about it, he has been very popular. Mm. would recall as South Africans that Ace Mahajuli was the longest serving chairperson and premier mm. that this country has ever had. Nobody has a track record that compares to him. He was the longest... He was the head of the ANC in the Free State... Since Gerald Kota left and Ace Mahajule took over, he, he, there was never a you know, turning back. So we should not undermine that. And the people of Free State, I can tell you, the majority of the people in the Free State are saying the Ace government has delivered for them. They've got their own failures. But again, he was already contesting on national politics. So we can't reduce him only to you know, a regional or provincial politics. But it's a wait-and-see situation. Let's wait for next week and see... Uh, what announcement will come? But I see political parties mushrooming worse than ever before. I see these parties being a breakaway from the ruling party. Mm. The DA with Action SA and the new one that was formed by the former leader, they've got their own challenges, mm. but it's very minimal. The impact is very minimal than the ANC. What are the chances of the RET faction within the ANC breaking away and forming their own thing? 
look, they've already, you know, broke away. They've already from they've registered, by the way. Uh, no, but many speech. still remain within the party. Yeah, well, I, I think their vote is going to count. Mm. It's the same as the way COPE happened. A lot of ANC members, when COPE were, were, was formed, mm. they stood backwards to watch what was going on. And, and COPE's first contestation of politics it made it made you know a, a huge impact on the on the ruling party, yeah. and I think they're going to look at the vote. I can tell you now, uh, uh, the votes of a lot of ANC members who align themselves with the RIT faction. Mm. They are going when they go into elections. They are going to vote with you know RT. Not not to say it will win outright, mm. but to weaken the ANC. And I said the, the sad part with the ANC is that everybody wants to weaken it. Mm. The opposition, the business itself, the ANC itself, it's eating itself. So everybody's against this gigantic liberal, former liberation movement. So I think uh, a lot of uh, uh, faction of RIT in the ANC, they are going to vote for it, or for even opposition, mm. for even opposition parties, mm. uh, in order for Cyril Ramaphosa not to become victorious the next round. And that's where the problem is. They don't believe in their own leader. And, and it's a challenge for an organization whereby the followers and the members have lost hope on the lead of the organization mm -hmm. and the current cabinet or administration. But uh, I, I think we should one day sit down and talk about the, what's going to happen in the elections when they are finished, you know, uh, destroying each other, forming new political parties. I wish, I know there's a term or time frame that the uh, IEC puts on the registration. And once that time frame is done, we'll start getting a clearer picture of where this country is heading to. Um, neck on the line, ANC 50% or less than 50%? I'm putting my neck on the line. And again, this is not, this is not a, a, what you call it, a factual information. Yes. It's, it's based on what I'm observing happening. I doubt if the ANC will get 50% in the next elections. Mm -hmm. I doubt. Mm -hmm. And I said to you, politics are influenced by business. Business already is anti the ANC. Mm -hmm. They've pronounced... They want Ramaphosa out. By the time they win that battle and bring their person in, whom they don't have at the moment. Mm. Understand? By the time they do that, it will be too late. We'll already be in the election period. So, let's talk uh, geopolitics in wrapping. Uh, we are running out of time. Uh, Macron of France wants to attend the BRICS summit. Why? Would you tell the French? <laughs> you know, our viewers must remember something. Yeah. The French were the worst colonizers. Mm. And they're the only ones who are remaining in Africa, still mm. influencing African states, yeah. trading with Franks, mm. you know, running their economy. I would not trust the French. But I think the French have also historically became the international spice and mm. good ones in infiltration and tearing up governments. The Macron wants to you know, go to the BRICS event mm -hmm. as a guest, as an observer. But why? The reason is it's clearly he cannot to go and gather the facts to, to influence. They will bring a jet full of money and start bribing those, you know, uh, 12 new member states that are coming in. So you it, don't trust them? I don't trust them. They will destroy this whole thing. How is Macron going to sit in a BRICS summit uh, uh, that is deputized because Russia is taking over next year. So Russia is deputizing South Africa. He's going to sit there with Putin while he's supplying arms to Ukraine that are bombing the, the Russians. How is that possible? That's not possible. How is that not awkward? Uh, uh, very awkward. You yeah. understand? So I, I think BRICS must reject and say, no, 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 we'll focus on those who have applied and we don't want individual member states. If, if France thinks BRICS 
is a nice model uh, that we want, we're interested in. Let them apply. Let them go through the same process mm -hmm. as the other countries have gone through. But I think it will be unwise for BRICS to allow Macron to mm -hmm. be there. No, no, a lot of bribery. France is known for bribing. France is known for you know, dislocating and, and where there's peace process. Being France disruptive. is known to be, to, be, to be disruptive, and I don't think they should allow him there. Uh, Zelensky uh, to receive African uh, leader delegation. Your brothers. Let's talk about that. Our, uh, the, 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 the peace bringers. Yes. That can't, Zelensky's turn. That can't negotiate peace on the continent. Yes. On, on Thursday, President Ramaphosa finishing up in the ILO. He will join his brothers yeah. to go and have, you know, over the weekend we are sitting in, to go and have dinners and lunches with Zelensky. For the peace process, we spoke about it previously. Mm. I don't think it will bear much fruit. Africans are suffering because of that war, because we are dependent on international trade. Mm. Uh, but I don't think it will bear fruit. We are sitting with a problem in South Sudan. We are sitting in North Sudan. We are sitting with a problem in the DRC. DRC still. DRC still. And it has gotten worse this past week. Even the United Nations has come up and said, guys, what is happening in the DRC? You see now. The worst is happening in the DRC. Mm. Rape, murder, and, and war crimes. But we don't see and talk about it because the world is focusing on the Russia-Ukraine war mm. and NATO involved. Mm. But I don't think he, uh, 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 this will bear fruit. Let, let's wait until they return home and tell Africans that uh, we as Africans, we have stopped the war in Russia. Trust me, I'll be the first one to come to any platform, especially this one, mm. and say well done to the six African leaders. Quickly, Western Cape sending a delegation to the U.S. to talk AGOA. Highly and very highly undiplomatic. Yeah. I do not know how did the, the central government, the national government, allow the Western Cape to send a delegation to go and talk about what is that bilateral? Can it, they stop them? Oh, they can stop them because, for example, you see, the Western Cape Premier became very smart. For the Premier to travel, the President has to authorize. Mm. So he did not do it. He sent a delegation that needs to be approved by the Premier mm. to can be there. But for the U.S., I think it's also undiplomatic for the U.S. to accept to speak to a provincial or, in their terms, a regional government mm -hmm. while we have a national one. The government announced last week that they are sending the Minister of Trade and Industry mm. uh, 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 to, to the USA to engage the U.S. trade uh, around Agua. Now the, Eastern, the Western Cape quickly rushes and sends a delegation to do that. There is nothing wrong, and I must say it, there is nothing wrong in a municipality mm. or a regional government, provincial government, to send a delegation overseas to engage on multilateral for us. There's nothing wrong with that. It does happen. Okay. You can have a summit like now, Houting mm. had sent a delegation to can attend an urbanization uh, forum mm. in, in, in Brussels in the past. You understand? It has happened, but you can hear what is it. But it's not, urbanization. But it's it's not, not national bilateral, bilateral agreements. Yes. This AGOA, it's a bilateral agreement. Mm. We are supposed to be hosting the AGOA summit mm. very soon. And then the Western Cape just becomes chachara and jump into the bandwagon. The, the national government should have not accepted that. Mm. I, we have an embassy in the USA. We have trade and industry. We have at least three uh, uh, consuls yeah. in the U.S. who could be handling this. So I think the Democratic Alliance, being the leaders of the Western Cape, they again have outclassed the national government and performed duties that were supposed to be performed by Derrico and trade and industry. It is very clumsy. It is, it is not good looking in the eyes of, of the country. Mm. But somebody would say, if there's a problem, and the national government is sleeping, 
why wouldn't one of the provinces jump into the bandwagon? Somebody would say that. I'm mm. saying it is not correct. It sure. is undiplomatic. Mm. And it's also risky because we don't know what will the provincial authorities of the Western Cape say, mm. knowing that the DA in the Western Cape, they are against the, the relationship with Russia. They yes. pronounce on sure. that. Sure. You understand? And this Agua thing was brought in by what? Mm. By or, or, or crisis was brought in by our relationship with Russia. Mm. Now, a provincial government that is anti-Russia or anti-Putin stands up and go and engage on a bilateral economic trade agreement. I, I, I think it's problematic. It's, for, it's very problematic. Mm. Bosang, we are out of time, but as always, uh, thank you very much for breaking it down so that we can all understand it. Uh, where do we find you on social media? Where do we buy your book? Uh, social media, the, the handle does not change. It's at Botsang M on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Facebook. It's Botsang Wilwa. And they can email me on botsangm at gmail.com or send a WhatsApp to 83 And we deliver the book free in Houghton. Okay. Uh, for delivery within 24 hours. And if you are outside Houting, you will cover the cost of, uh, I think it's about 100 rents for the delivery fee of in 48 hours to all other provinces. Um, who dressed me today? Um, oh, by the way, uh, yeah, uh, stash clothing, uh, uh, stand you in to, to dress uh, DJ Fresh. Uh, I'm very jealous to the viewers. Uh, Thank you very uh, much, I, I think my, my, tea, my shirt didn't come on time. And Skumba told me to stop wearing jackets and it's cold, you know, uh, listening to Skumba. <laughs> but uh, you look beautiful, my brother. Uh, Thank you very Tesh much. Stash clothing made this shirt. For so you. where do we find her on social media? Uh, I think she will come and answer that for herself in one of the shows. This is my political her. platform. We shall interview and let, let those who made nice clothes. I'm jealous, you know, you are wearing a nice shirt and I'm not, so I'm not going. She'll come and talk for herself. Thank you very much. Uh, shout out to uh, every single one of you that has been commenting on the comments. Uh, please remember to subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. We are done politricking with Botsang Wilwa. Shout out to uh, Amp Studios for housing us. Uh, the Africa Podcast Network, uh, this is our home. You can actually email us on waw at africapodcastnetwork.com. Shout out to Pezulu for the cinematography and uh, our imaging um, shout out to Otis the Flo Fraser and uh, to the show producers and uh, creative Kiletsomu uh, Disakeng and Kuvesh Mohan. We are out of here. We're back again in a week. Have a great Politrix week in spite of yourselves. Good. Good. Hey.